everyone, you are now listening to the Cup of Water podcast. This is your host, Alex Seha, and welcome to the 10th episode of the podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be able to have this episode. I'm so happy to have my good friend, co-host, Pastor Terry Burns with us today. Also, congratulations to Lita Hill for winning that awesome hoodie. You deserve it. You rock. Now, let's go on with the podcast. I right, mean, so, you know, thanks for being here, uh, helping me out, helping me record this episode, man. And, you know, I'm so happy that you're here, man. You know, I miss you stuff. Uh, let's go ahead and get started and just kind of talk about how, like, how you doing, you know, how you've been. Doing good, man. In the big middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't believe there's country anymore, come to middle Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, like that is so true because. You know, the very first time that I went there, I remember we, we were driving back <laughs> and I was like, do I have to get my phone out and record this? Because no one's going to believe me. Like, all I think I, I saw was cornfield yeah. everywhere. Like, I think I have a video on my phone, just 20 seconds straight right. of just cornfield. That's right. <laughs> so you're not joking when you say that. No, there's a, we were here, you know, pulling, pulling into Athens and stuff today. We were looking at the fields and I, I used to think those fields were big. Oh, yeah. And they're like nowhere near the size of there's you can't see across some of the cornfields and the cotton fields and stuff over there where we're from. Yeah, and then you have Amish country over there. Amish country. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like I I was scared a little bit because if you get lost, like you have no service, yeah. all the roads look the same, all the houses look the same. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a compass, nothing. I'll tell you one of the biggest things that uh, it's a funny joke when we first got there. Everybody would say um, they were giving me directions to go visit people, and they would say, "Yeah, you know, you go down to Low Water Bridge, you hit Low Water Bridge, and you go over to so and so, and they live out there on the left, you know, the the regular country directions." And then this other guy would say, "Yeah, I live over here in so and so." He'd be pointing the other direction. You hit Low Water Bridge, and you go here and there. Um, and I thought, okay, well, everything seems to go across this one bridge called Low Water Bridge. Okay, I see. I'm trying to, you know, get some direction in my mind. And then all of a sudden, I'm going somewhere to a lady's house one day, and I realize what a Low Water Bridge is. It's a slab of concrete that is in the at the bottom of a creek, and they call it Low Water low Bridge water br- because when it rains you can't cross it it's too the water's too high so yeah that was oh i got you it was funny when it happened to me the first time i was like i don't know what low water bridge is (laughs) you were trying to look it up on google low water bridge (laughs) where is low water bridge (laughs) how do i get you stop at a gas station like hey man you you know where low water bridge is yeah which one (laughs) (laughs) then you're just more confused yeah that's awesome no but honestly though it's like every time that i go there now like it just gets better and better every time i go it feels like home more yeah, absolutely. You know, because I remember the first time that we all went uh, when we sang for the first time. I mean, like, I, I just felt so out of it. Like, yeah. I didn't have any cell reception at your house. Right. Uh, I had to be on your Wi-Fi the whole time, so I couldn't text anybody. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, do you guys even have Starbucks, Dunkin'? You were like, oh, about 20 minutes down the road. <laughs> right. had to be in a different state right. for you to get that. And then, like, you have no restaurants <laughs> open on Sunday. Yeah. 
you know, and so I was like, man, I don't, you know, like, I, I mean, I didn't want to say I felt bad, but I was like, dude, like, you went from <laughs> being close to Knoxville, Chattanooga, Cleveland, right. anytime, you know, you wanted to, you could go, and then you, you got to drive at least 20, 30 minutes right. to hit something like that now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's surely different. Yeah, and, and so then... <clears throat> But the more that I keep going, man, it's like the more I fall in love with that city. Yeah. And I think, you know, I went a couple of weeks to go see you, to spend the night with you, the weekend with you. And, like, I I, I felt like at home yeah. at that church. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's such an awesome feeling. Like, man, first of all, you have an awesome church over there. Yeah, the people are great. I'm like, great people. It is. It's such a great church. Yeah. Like, the people there are so awesome. The atmosphere feels great. Yeah. They're very responsive. Like I, you know, whenever I open up service, you asked me to, and I was a little nervous because, you know, I didn't really know how it was going to be. I mean, like the reaction that they have. Right. Like they're so hungry. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. You yeah, know, they're, uh, they're good. Very good. Uh, great, great group of people. They, they'll do anything for you, man. Their work are just a hardworking people and uh, hardworking people and do anything for you right and it, and it seems like it i mean you have a great group there i really like it's so nice to be able to to feel like if i'm out there like i have an actual church that i can go to right right that's that, an that extension is, yeah, it, yeah it, it's it so is. cool man it's, and you know like it's not just you now like i'm looking forward to to seeing um your youth pastor and yeah and like your worship is it's getting it's good, man. It's I'm good. Telling you. <laughs> it's good. It's so good, they're, man. They're very anointed. Very anointed. I love it, man. So, uh, faster, I brought you in here today because, um, first of all, this is the tenth episode of the podcast. Hey, I know ten episodes. I get a T-shirt or something. Y- you might <laughs> if you win the contest that oh, we're having. Okay. We're actually having a contest right now. Um, it'll go live today. The moment that we're recording this, we're recording this. This will go live next Monday. Okay. And we're going to have a contest where people will be able to win a free uh, hoodie, which is actually, uh, we're not going to sell it. There's going to be none other like it. It's going to be the one unique hoodie that's going to say you are enough, okay. which is the the, uh, the episode that we're doing right now. So this is the 10th episode, and I want to do something big. And so I... I parent partner this is the only person that would show up. <laughs> Maybe no, no. no you were like the first one that I thought about because I was like, oh, man, I got, I got to bring my guy. In. Okay, no, I got to bring, man. I got to bring the big guns for this one, you know. Uh, but um, so we started out with the hoodie, and I, I told somebody, I said, hey, I need you to design me this hoodie. It's got to be great. It's got to be like one of the best things that you've ever designed. I was like, I'm putting a lot of pressure on you. And so she's like, don't worry about it. I got it. We were working back and forth with some of the designs. And I did, I, I like where we were going, but I felt like it wasn't it. And then one day she sends me this uh, design that yeah. says, you are enough. And so I asked her about it. I said, all right, you gave me that design. Now I want you to tell me what the story behind it is. So we started talking about it. I was like, yes, that's it. That's what I want. Yeah. And it just one day clicked to me. I was like, that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. You are enough. Because, you know, I feel like, you know, we that could go either way. You know, you can somebody can tell us like, oh no, you are enough because you have Jesus, or you can say, you are not enough right. because you don't have you. You know, and so I kind of want to talk about that because that's so deep. Yeah. You know, we, I feel like, um, in a world where we're very super, superficial, we, I feel like sometimes we lack some depth. 
Yeah. You know, uh, if you, I know you and I kind of talk about it and we used to talk about it a lot, how uh, there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of people out there that they just want to like tell you the pretty stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people don't want to tell you the ugly. Oh, no. And no. I think that <laughs> what sets you apart from uh, most of the people that I've talked to is that you never tell me the pretty. <laughs> you tell me the <laughs> ugly first and then you tell me right. the pretty after. Yeah. You know? That's good, man. Well, the the way God even created, you know, created man, he, he did. We always talk about the authority that he gave and the dominion that he gave mankind. Um, we, we talk about those those high things, but most of the time for those who reach the heights of glory and uh, uh, owning their purpose and owning their their destiny here on earth usually are those people who have reached the depths of being homeless and, and uh, right. living in uh, anxiety uh, and depression and, and, and feeling so lonely. Um, but there's one thing that we fail to overlook a lot of times, I believe, is that God created us in a way that really you're not just enough by yourself. Right. You're, you're enough Adam was enough until God said he looks lonely. Yeah. So let's let's pull a bride out of him, and he pulled a bride out of him, and uh, um, still even in the family unit, there's still a there's still a longing to do the the correct things, do the right things, and anybody who would get into a marriage without Christ in it, uh, it may not last long. Right. He, God always wanted to be the center of everything. He wanted to be the center of the home, the center of man's heart. Uh, he wanted to be the center of his church. You know, we sing this song, uh, Jesus, be the center of our church, be the center of my life, be the center. And he, and that's how God, that's how God operates. And your greatest, uh, your greatest people have always been those who were sometimes came from great failures, great weaknesses. I just preached this week about, um, I preached this week about uh, Samson. And Samson had everything going for him. I mean, right. you know, uh, I, I'm not for sure. I told, I told the story. I said, I don't know if he was that good, if he had all that strength working for him when he was young. But when the Spirit of God began to work on him, people flocked to him. You know, wow, mm -hmm. man, this guy's. You know, and they allowed him that he 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 had this on the inside of him that he depended upon the gift, but he forgot who God was. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he he depended on the gift to follow him because of this covenant he had, but he never had a relationship with God. Right. He never had that true relationship, and he had uh, he had a love for women. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He he loved women, and he. Uh, and he he went out and 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 uh, went to the wrong women. I, I preached it in a way as as we as the church, you know, the bride of Christ. We have we have gone out and we have flirted with the enemy. We flirted with contemporary stuff. We flirted with the world enough to where if we're not careful, when the demand, which I believe the demand is now being placed upon the church to act in a pandemic in a time that we're in. This is the time that the church should be revealed. Yeah. Um, and if we're not careful as Samson, 
we could be the ones that say, let's shake ourselves and go out, but the Spirit has left us, and I don't want to be like that. Right, absolutely. And and he, he fell into this thing. Uh, is this okay? You must keep going. I mean, keep going. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're good. Uh, so he, he fell into this thing, and pretty much after a while, if we're not careful, uh, our society will will chain us to a grinder, and we're going around in circles. Am I making sense? Yeah, absolutely. The, the one thing that kills me is to see people come in. They come in, and they leave the same way. They come in, mm-hmm. they get prayed for, they leave the same way. That's no different than Samson was. He was going around in circles. Right. He was actually doing the work for the enemy. I yeah. mean, he was he was grinding their corn. He was grind, whatever they were grinding, and uh, unable to see. But as the physical eyes was closed, his inner eye began to open. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jesus talked about how our inner self—that's the eye, the eye. Your spirit is your eye that you have to see through that. And in this day and time that we're living in, with all this chaos going on, with all the families. Uh, disruption in the family just disruptions at church it seems like oh my lord is people ever going to come back is we ever going to be able to be back to normal i don't think god wants us to go back to a normal maybe exactly. he don't want us to go back you know? no absolutely i yeah. had a whole episode on this oh did you? yeah i really did uh maybe he don't want us to go back to the normal that we knew exactly and uh and and at the end of his life at the end of his life he said one thing he said god remember me you know re- remember me yeah and I think when people as a whole, if you want to be just that you want to be enough, then you have to be the person that gets to the place where you say, God, remember me because I can't yeah. handle this by myself. He knew at that moment this was out of his hands. I think at that moment in his life, he knew that. And, and I preached about this was the gift is not for you. The gift was never for Samson. Samson used the gift for himself. Yeah. It was never for him. And you know, if if pastors are listening uh, as as this is going out, uh, sometimes we get caught up in the gift, yeah. and we have to be able to look past the gift. I want to see people set free and delivered completely and wholly. I mean, to where they come in, you don't have to coax or coach anybody to to praise God, or you know, yeah. they come in ready and prepared because free people worship, free people uh, come in and they're hungry. You know yeah. what I mean, and and I believe that you see that in his life that it was the alone time that God said, "Listen, son, I'm the one that did all this for you." It was the covenant. You know, you can get theological and talk about the covenant breaking or whatever. But, right? Yeah, we don't we don't do that here. <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I mean, like I love how you you're talking about it because uh, you know that that particular phrase, "You are enough," uh, it's so. It can go so many ways, yeah. but I love how you're bringing it up into the fact that you have someone like Samson who was, you know, this super strong person, right. you know, like, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it in this world. And, and even though you had that much talent and that much strength and power, like, he still wasn't enough right. at that point. Right. That's King right. Saul is the same person. You know, yeah. he, he was handsome. He was tall. He was a great leader. But the moment that like God departed from him, he wasn't enough anymore. Right. You know, he moved on to somebody else. Right. And and I just love how you 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 brought that in. And you started talking about that because you know I feel like a lot of the time people grind 
and people try to work and sometimes we worry about the little things we worry about the wrong things you know we worry about uh, how how well do we sound or how well you, no i'm not talking <laughs> about you know in 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 the church setting or anything right. i'm talking just in general in life you know we can talk we can worry about this we can we can give attention to the wrong things we can give too much attention to the wrong things right. and try to perfect other things right but in and in that moment like we're forgetting our our god in, in in a sense right you know we're forgetting that we can't do anything without him and that it, yeah we may have a talent i feel like you know i can think of about a ton of people not personally but i can think of about a lot of people that um have been super talented but you know they use those talents for the wrong thing right and i think and i love uh how one time i was hearing you preach and you were talking about chavo yeah. Awesome. And if you guys don't know, this guy, he is one of the greatest, if not the greatest drummer that I've <laughs> ever met yeah. in my life. And you said somewhere out there, there's a metal band that's mad that they don't have him right. and that he's that's playing right. for God. You know, that's and right. if you if you know his testimony. Oh, man. First, I mean, you know, we're not well, going to he, touch And it. he'll tell you that, you know, his testimony was that wasn't enough for him. It right. was when he found, you know, found the Lord. Yeah. That's what complete and and the anointing. That's as great a talent as he is. The anointing that he plays with, and exactly. he's worshiping as he plays. That's that's what changed, you know, for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, one thing. I've, the first time I heard his testimony, one thing that it, it stuck. I don't know why it stuck out to me was that he was playing for like like a band, right. doing weddings and stuff, and yeah. he said he was making good money. Yeah. Like, and like, just the face, you know, you can tell somebody's face when they're talking about, like, yeah. good money. And then the fact that, like, he could still be doing that. Right. But he chooses not to, you know, because he's he's talented enough to be in any band. I right. mean, even to to be honest, he can be talented enough to play for pros. Oh, yeah. You know, he can go in and work for a studio. I mean, we live here in Tennessee. Nashville's three hours away. You know, he could do that if he yeah. really wanted to. He's that talented. But the fact that he's, you know, playing at Woodward and then he's now our RTTN yeah and he's happy right that's that's a different thing it's like you're happy like yeah. maybe you know maybe you're talented and quote unquote you're doing it for the right reasons you're doing it for God but if you're not happy you know then there's something missing there yeah you know the one thing we never got to hear uh just as you're talking about that that just came to mind was we never got to hear from Samson how good was that victory right how good was that last victory? Uh, you did more with when you actually operated with the gift the correct way. How good was that victory? And, yeah. Uh, and that's that's where we lose. We, we lost his testimony of uh, of seeing what the true fullness of of it was operating the correct way. And that's the way you know. To me, that's where that's where Charles well, operated. Think? Huh? What do you think? about him yeah uh i think he would have told you i wish i wish at the beginning i would have made this about the lord right and i I think he would have told you just like your topic is is i i thought i was enough Mm -hmm. but it really wasn't that i was enough i'm completed in christ Mm -hmm. i'm completed when the lord moved upon me you never heard anything about samson until the spirit of the lord began to move upon him yeah and that's when that's when the attacks of the enemy will start to come against you. When you get the power and the anointing and you begin to preach, if you're called to preach and the anointing moves on you then, 
uh, whether it's pastoring, whether it's teaching, whether it's leading, whether if you're anointed to shake hands at the door, right? Uh, when you when you find your purpose and your calling, uh, that's when the enemy will start. And you notice that was the mm-hmm. downfall. It began it, it began to be about him. Yeah. Um, you know, even at the end of his life. He still said, avenge me for my two eyes and what they've done, you know. Uh, and it was just the mentality of that. But I, I love the I love the scripture. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, where, where Paul says, uh, you know, um, let me pull this up here. You didn't bring me a Bible, man. I know, man. You know, I, I, <laughs> I thought you just had it all memorized. That's why. Well, I about <laughs> got this all memorized because of this scripture – uh, for me is is just is just powerful I've, I've leaned on it several times and it says uh there have no temptation taken you but such as common to man and god but god is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able able to bear is what he's saying uh, but with the temptation he will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear this thing yeah so just in that one scripture when you were talking about this topic before, that was the one scripture that came to mind. God makes a place for himself. Mm-hmm. You can't do wow. it. Right, yeah. You can't do it alone. But he will, he, the thing is, is he will set you up to say, let's see how good, let's see how much you can. Yeah. And you get, you always get to a so place. You, so you really do think that God does that? Because like, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll be honest, I, you know, I kind of struggle with that thought a little bit because I was like, you know, what I'm trying to say is like, does God really allow you to get to that point just so you can realize that you can't do it by yourself? And yeah. will he allow you to like even fall just so you can come back to him? Yeah. I think uh, this is just my personal opinion. I think if it wasn't for the times that I found myself in places that I realized I couldn't do it on my own, I never would have had the faith and the strength in God. It's, you go from faith to faith. Yeah. Um, you read through Hebrews and you find that there are people that always came to a place where I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, they were they were thrown in lines then. Daniel, how, what are you going to do now? Well, you know what? I'm just going to trust in God. I, your gifting and your calling will always get you to a place outside of what you can handle. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And and what I was trying to stress on Sunday with with this with this ser- uh, sermon was that if you depend solely upon the gift, um, then you lose the relationship. Yeah, Christ was on the cross. Two thieves. One thief said, in the voice of Satan, as we know through Scripture, there was only one other person that said, "If you be the Son of God, then." Take yourself off the cross. You know what he was saying? Take yourself out of this weakness. Take yourself out of this crushing. Take yourself out of this thing that's breaking you. Mm-hmm. And what was Jesus' full purpose was that cross. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the giftedness. The giftedness she didn't get into the cross. Yeah, yeah. He, he had all the gifts operating. Right. But he laid down the gift. Could Jesus have called angels and, and, and had him had him come get him? Well, sure he could have. Yeah. But he laid down the giftedness, and he took upon him the cross. He took the crushing. He took the beating. He took the whipping, and he died for us. Now, on the other side of Christ, what was there? There was another thief, and he said, leave him alone. 
for this truly is the Son of God. And what did he say? Same thing that Samson said, remember me. I'm weak. Uh, we're, we're all going to die. We're all, we're all three dying as thieves right, up here. Yeah. Um, we are going to die, but I, my faith says that you are more than what he's, the, the other thief is saying. I believe you. Please remember me. And yeah. what happens, Jesus says, you know, this day you'll be with me in paradise. And, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't the giftedness. It wasn't the, uh, the working of miracles. Mm-hmm. It was the relationship. You know, right, we overlook that a lot of times, especially as Pentecostal people. We kind of right, yeah. We love. We, I mean, we love the fire. We love the fire. Yeah, whether we love, it's strange fire or not. We right, love, we, we love, love that, and, and and you're right. Yeah, sometimes we, we we focus on on that. You know, we talk about like, oh, I just it was a good service, it was a good message, it was a good word. Right, the worship was good. I just wish there was a little bit more fire, and yeah. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've even said it. Before. Yeah. You know, instead of like me focusing on like, man, you know what? What did I get out of that? Yeah. How much work did it put into, you know, something like that, an event like that, or something? Right. Uh, a message like that. You know, not you're not always going to be about. Um, and I think you're the, one of the first pr- people that's um, taught me that is that, you know, to not look for for the emotion. Right. Because you know we we that emotion can be deceiving. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, if you're just looking for emotion, <laughs> go to a football game, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the emotions will, you know, the spirit moving upon a man will cause those emotions to erupt. Uh, I grew up in those days and times running, and and I still shout. I mean, I'm gonna be loud till I go to glory. And uh, uh, and he means that, by the way. <laughs> I just want to point out. <laughs> um, but for me. For me, looking out across the crowd of people uh, and worship is going on, the anointing is there, the anointing comes into a room and you know that that the Lord has showed up to because he says he'll habitate the places that we worship and praise him. Um, I can't understand why people can't, don't move. Right. Just, I mean, you know, maybe they don't. We have to accept the fact that they're not going to move the way we do. They're not going to shout the way we shout. But for when when that happens and and nothing, you feel nothing. That's when uh, that's when I get worried. <laughs> you want right. to cut this out? But no. uh, my my life verse too is this: uh, is Psalms one twenty four. Man, uh, David said, "If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, now we may we we may now say this: uh, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side." When men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that shows you that when you get to that place of everything's coming against me, everything just seems to not be working, look across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that they're projecting more across our, our TVs. Uh, I think there's more, we see more chaos than there are believers in the world and mm-hmm. those that believe that God is going to move and he's going to uh, He's going to move in this day and time. Yeah. We all thought we were just going to sit back in the recliner and God just usher in here a great revival. Um, and, you know, I feel like a lot of people think that. Yeah. Real talk, because, you know, we we talk about revival, revival a lot, but I feel like a lot of times we don't do anything to, to start it. Yeah. Well, we, number one is the is the prayer lives. Yeah. 
the the prayer uh, must be made. Uh, the greatest outpouring in our Bible is Acts chapter two. That did not happen without the crushing of Jesus. With you know, there's always something uh, that happened before. They were fr- they were afraid in the upper room, uh, crying out to the Lord. Yeah. What's the cry? What should be the cry of the church today? God, we're not enough. And I, I mean, I feel that man. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like we should be crying out, Lord, we're not enough. Show up, show up in these places, heal people. It's not just within the four walls of the church. We have to do this outside. Yeah. We have to go outside the walls. This do you is, think it's funny how, you know, we're talking about that right now and a lot of churches in America are now meeting inside of the building? Yeah, I mean. Do you think that's like there's a reason for that? Well, do you think that we would have ever went outside the building if, it, if we Absolutely weren't forced not. to? No. I tell you what, man, there's a guy called me today. He was a retired pastor. Uh, church of God's got some great retired pastors that they're calling and praying with uh, senior pastors. Mm-hmm. His name was Don Deal. <clears throat> and he began to talk about this happening. And he made a statement that just just blew me away. I never thought of it. You know, and he said, uh, he said, when I was young, you know, he's he's older and he, he's, uh, he's retired. Uh, and he said, when I was young, the radio came out. And they would say, that's the devil's ears. You know? <laughs> the, the the TV came out. And he said, everybody said, that's the devil's eyes. Yeah. You know, My grandma is one of them. They did that before. Yeah. Uh, and, he said, and he said this. He said, you know, we focused on it in the wrong way. He said, if we would have took over then the radio stations and the TV stations, it would have been natural to us now. He said, but I believe the Lord has forced us to see um, that that we have to go outside, whether yeah. it's on whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on uh, YouTube, whether it's on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's to go outside that, and I mean that just stuck with me, man. Because I'm I'm the first one. I, I'm afraid I'm gonna say something wrong. Yeah, uh, you know. I know you don't like to go live, <laughs> and you know I'm gonna say it like it is most of the time. And I know I, that's why I brought you here. <laughs> you know, but here was the one thing I told him. I said, you know what? That's that is so true. We talk about all these other Christian stations, but they're tr- at least they're trying to take over. Yeah, you know. And uh, on the way over here, you know, I told Brandy, I said, you know, I think this. I've listened to some of your podcasts, and this is a giftedness that you have. Thank you, man. Um, it, it really is. And what better way to get the gospel out than just to, most of the time people are not going to sit and listen to a sermon, right? But they'll sit and listen to some people talk. You yeah. know. I mean, honestly, I, and I've said this before, like. The purpose of this is for me to to show the world yeah, evangelistic. That, like, yeah like yeah. You, you don't you know church isn't just about like going to church dressing up nice giving up two hours of your sunday then yeah. you go home like normal no like being a christian is, is a whole lifestyle right and it's not it's not a horrible thing no you know i talk about you know some of the adventures that i go with <laughs> yeah. and here soon i want to actually have video and like actually show people like hey you know i'm a christian right i live I try <laughs> to live the, the, the right life every single day. I try to, like, have a relationship with Jesus every single day. But I'm still out here, you know, having the time of my life. Right. And, and, and that's In the right places. In the right places. Right. You know, I love going to coffee shops now. Like, the, you know, and I love going to the mountains. I love doing all that stuff. Right. I can't think, I really can't think of, you know, a time where I'm like, if I wasn't a Christian, this would be so much better. No. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Now, now looking back, because, you know, you know me, you, 
you know, you, we've talked and you and I have an awesome relationship and I've been able to tell you uh, things that I wouldn't normally tell right. anybody else. And so you know where I've come from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact, you know, some days I'll be driving and I would just be thinking about how I was so lost and I thought I had it all under control. Right. I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I know what to do. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. Um, I'm still going to church. I still, quote unquote, feel bad. Right. You know, and I would always try to find something to justify it. Uh, because and, and That's, yeah. right you always yeah. try something justified <laughs> yeah and i was like i'm still going to church i'm still doing this like you know i'm good like right. uh, nothing bad has happened to me yet that means god's still with me you know and and turns out i really i was so out of control right you know like when you think that you have whenever you have to tell yourself no you're good that, that's when you gotta start worrying it, right. i feel like whenever you're like no my you know, like I still get words from God. I still, I, I can still put a, a, uh, a message together. Right. I, if you ask me to preach next Sunday, I can do it. And people, you know, and that, that's why I felt like I was good. But in reality, I wasn't. Yeah. Well, know, I the, still had the gift. Right. I could still do it. I could, I, if I would have done this podcast a year, um, a year ago, I would have still had success. Uh, I would have still been able to put it together. I would have still been able to do all that stuff. Right. But, you know, I was I wouldn't have done it for the right reasons. Right. And right. it's the same thing going back to like no being enough. You know, I wasn't I still had the gifting back then. I could you know, I was still hearing from God, but you know, I, I still wasn't enough. Right. And thinking about it going back and, and just talking about it and I mean like sometimes I kind of beat myself up because I was like, How how did I ever think that I was in a good place? <laughs> right. How how was I so you right. know, how are you so blind <laughs> to it? Right. You know, why, why did I Well, that's the, you know, that's the part like with Samson is when you get to, you'll finally get to a breaking point. Um, Just like you said, the Bible says that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Yeah. So you could have done this in a way that is not edifying to the Lord. And, um, and you could never see fruit from it. You know, you would have been more about how popular can I get? How many Mm -hmm. hits am I getting on? on this thing, uh, how many people's following me. And, but here, here's the shocking thing. Here's the shocking thing. About three or four weeks ago, the Lord just dropped this word in my spirit and I gave it to the church during a sermon and everybody just paused and was in shock. I said, I was talking about the 10 virgins. Mm-hmm. I said, do you realize that half of the church is not going when the bride makes his call, when the groom makes his call, half of the bride is staying back. And they just looked at me shocked. But that's what the scripture says. So now, on the flip side of just trying to be evangelistic and outreaching people, mm-hmm. how many people do you have sitting in the church today that are the same way you are? That you were? Were. <laughs> were. Oh. <laughs> that you were. Uh, you're, they're sitting there cold, indifferent. They're going through the motions. Absolutely. And saying, look, I know how to do church. Mm-hmm. I can do Pentecostal church without right. the moving of the Spirit. I grew up in it. But when you finally reach the point where you say, God, I've got to have you. Yeah. Here's the, here's the finishing point for you is, yes, you are enough. You're enough to be able to be used by God. Mm-hmm. And when you have depression, when you're in uh, this, this age that we're in, depression, anxiety, all these things, um, 
I know how we can get rid of them, and that's to get rid of all of our phones. But right. uh, <laughs> but but being in those states, don't give up. Don't give up on the Lord. Keep going. Uh, keep keep pushing in. No matter what comes against you, refuse to live the way that the enemy tries yeah. to get you to live. And that's what you did. Uh, you know, you came up here during the day, and all I did, I knew, uh, you know, I was supposed to encourage you, mm-hmm. and and that's all I did. Plus, I got some free work out of you. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but what what we have to do is just to keep encouraging people. Look, no matter. I've got friends, I couldn't tell you how many friends I've had that they just come to me and say, I can't do this, I can't do this. I said, look, just don't quit coming to church. Keep coming mm-hmm. to church. Absolutely. Even if you're indifferent, even if you don't feel the movement of the Spirit, just keep coming to church. Keep coming to church. And eventually the Lord will, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll get it. We don't give Him enough. You know, I'm telling you right now, pastors across this world right now, all across the world, not just this nation, are under so much stress right now. Oh, absolutely. Because of what's happening. They're looking out, the numbers are not there. Mm-hmm. Okay? We have placed so much pressure upon the people that stand behind the pulpits. Now, I want you to think of this. How much time do we give them per week to pour into their life? At right. the most, you're getting two hours. Because mm-hmm. I'm giving you a good 45 minutes if I'm going to preach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But... But you, you understand what I'm saying? You got yeah. Wednesday and you got Sunday. Um, and I love the fact that the younger generation of guys, uh, your Eric Lacks, um, Nate Sailors, uh, all these guys are coming up, and I'm trying to be like them and, and create small groups, yeah. create places like what we're doing right now is almost like a small group yeah. that you could sit down and talk with people and at the end pray with them and, and just discuss some scriptures. Right. I mean, it, it, don't you feel filled? I mean, just. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dude, I, I'm like, <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like I should be taking notes. <laughs> yeah, well. You I did when Nate was in there. Yeah. I was taking notes. I yeah. have them in my little uh, yeah. desk at home because some of the stuff he was saying blew my yeah. mind. I listened to it. It was good. I think y'all talked about me or something during that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like kidding. to talk about you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, here's here's the thing. Is I, I never tried to be um, – I never tried to be any anything that I wasn't to anybody mm-hmm. here at Woodward. Woodward is my home. I mean, I right. consider it my home. I love uh, the people. Uh, everybody poured into me. Uh, but the biggest thing that changed my life was when I when I began to uh, to treat you guys as as a as a father figure. Yeah. Um, I never. I never. The Bible says there's there's thousands of teachers, very few fathers. And the way I saw it was, you know, hey, I want sons and daughters. Yeah. I want sons and daughters to be able to go out, uh, to be able to go out and do, please don't, don't, don't mimic me and do what I do. Mm-hmm. Do 10 times more than that. And yeah, I think and I you like- are. I think, you, I th- you know, there's different callings. You know, we thought, we thought for a while, hey, man, maybe Alex is a preacher, but I think this is your calling. I think yeah. this is something yeah. that you get out and, uh. And you'll get more guys to come in. You get guys to come in and and, and further this thing because yeah. you know. Well, that's the kind of like I love preaching. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I think me and uh, Pastor Holden were talking about it. I don't know if we if he made it into the episode or not, but you know, this is great, and I love doing this. Super fulfilling, but like, there's nothing better than than to preaching. Right. For me. Yeah. 
you know, I almost kind of said something like, it's almost addictive to be up there in prison because yeah. it, it feels amazing. Yeah, it's the, it's the, you know, it's when the Lord begins to move on you. Right. How, how good do you think Samson felt when he jerked the gates of the city up and carried them yeah. up to, you know? Yeah. Right. And Look so, what I just, you know. <laughs> bring but, it back circle. Look at that. But, but also, you got to be careful with with that gift and yeah. knowing. I have stepped behind pulpits and thought, boy, I'm about to preach, you know. This is mm-hmm. about to, and it wasn't there right. because I put myself first. Yeah. And, no, uh, and I think that that's, that's the difference. It's yeah. like, you know, I love this. I want to grill this podcast. Right. But I don't, I mean, you know, it's, it's whatever God wants right. at the end of the day. But I just... I feel like this is going to be something that's going to help me. Yeah. Not that it's going to be me. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, when the Lord's in it, uh, you know, he'll, he'll take it further than you ever could by yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, that, that was the way I always uh, treated everybody, you know, every kid that from the kids, uh, junior high on up, you know, yeah, I man. just tried to, I tried to father you. So I know, man. Well, man, thanks so much for being here. It was an awesome talk. I um, love it, man. Thank you. I hope you come back and do this. Be sure you get that uh, hoodie in a 2X. 2X? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, you got to enter the contest first. Oh, okay. You okay. Oh. But, I mean, if the, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be too late. So, because oh, okay. we already picked one. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have more merch eventually. We'll do more stuff. Okay. You know, so, man, I always like to give people the last little bit if you want to say something want to wrap it up final thoughts okay what you got uh i'll just say a prayer if you don't care i'll we'll just, I've, I've we'll just pray not. for those who are uh who are out there that may be struggling you know yeah let's, let's just say a prayer father we come before you today lord i thank you for the privilege to be here with my brother god he's more like a son to me in the faith but god i, I just thank you for what he's doing he's he's reaching out uh, evangelistically through this podcast He's also progressing in his call, uh, preaching your word. God, I just thank you for the privilege to be here on campus again here at Woodward, and I thank you for uh, for everything that's that you're doing here, and I, I thank you for everybody who whose lives they they poured into me. And God, I never kept it in myself, but I poured out uh, I poured out to everyone that that I was that stood in front of me as she those those kids, uh, the young adults, everybody out there. I'm just I'm just praying, Lord, that you send this generation, that you raise up this generation that you said in the last days that you'll pour out your spirit. Uh, your sons and daughters, I, I pray for those sons and daughters that are in this house to begin to prophesy, to begin to speak the word, to begin to allow the spirit of God uh, to not just reign in their lives, but to, to begin to reign outside of these walls, uh, be evangelistic. God, I'm praying for Athens, Tennessee today too, for this area, for the surrounding areas. God, I just pray that every church around here, Lord, that the Spirit of God will begin to fall in those places, no matter who it is, no matter who the preacher is. God, I pray that you touch every pastor, every pastor around this nation, around the world that is struggling right now in this time. I pray you would uplift them and encourage them and let them know, God, that, that this is not the end. Uh, to remember them, God. I'm, I'm making a call today for you to remember your people. Remember your men of God. Remember your sons and daughters. Remember us today, God. And let that cry come before your ears that you pour out upon us in such a mighty way that we never forget. God, I just pray that you touch uh, 
touch uh, each and every one that that are out there i pray i pray god that you would just begin to heal send your signs and wonders amongst your people lord that they can see who truly is the god of gods the king of kings and the lord of lords in this day and time god i just give you praise i give you glory i thank you for this opportunity and touch everyone that will hear this everyone that will hear this call today maybe somebody's struggling right now with depression and anxiety maybe somebody's struggling today with some kind of secret sin and I pray that they would just give themselves over to you. I pray that they would just give themselves completely and entirely to you and give you, give their whole self to you, broken and, and, and feeling like they're not enough. Let them know they are enough and they're enough when they have you on the inside of them, living and breathing and having their being in you. And Father, I give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, man. Thank you, brother.